Welcome to the Hidden Palace with Skyblaze. Good morning, afternoon, evening or night wherever you are in the world. I am Skyblaze and this is the Hidden Palace here on Radio Sega. Today I'm going to be having a look at the many bootlegs and unlicensed games that have been released for Sega consoles as well as SEGA titles that were sneakily ported to other systems without permission. Now some of these bootlegs are pretty impressive in their quality and some really, really aren't. Now for example, some very ambitious homebrew developer got it into their head to try and port Super Mario World on the Mega Drive. And the result is a bit sad. The music bears only the vaguest resemblance to the original music, which is pretty iconic by this point. The animation is really choppy and often seems to be missing frames. The sound effects are limited and really, really grating a lot of the time. And most damning of all, it lacks anything like the size and scope of the original, since the game can literally be finished in 20 minutes. That's without cheats or glitches, that's without speedrunning, 20 minutes. I've seen a long play of it. Yeah, how about no? Uh, the game is usually referred to as Super Mario World 64. Uh, it's lies. <laughs> it is all lies. Uh, I wouldn't waste your time with it, to be perfectly honest. Uh, a quick note before I go into my first musical break. I have seen some fairly curious reports that some bootleggers on the Chinese grey market online stores like AliExpress are selling actual cartridges with the infamous ROM hack Sonic.exe on it. Uh, I talked about this in my Halloween episode, um, but uh, I've not been able to verify if this is true and there are actual cartridges with it on. Um, or even if those cartridges do exist, if they actually have that ROM hack programmed into it. Either way, it's a little bit strange that that's what they choose to port. I didn't think the thing would be that popular. Uh, Mr. Wonderman's saying that Mario World can be done in 15 minutes on the SNES. Yes, but that's using uh, speedrunning techniques. This playthrough isn't using speedrunning techniques for the, the Mario, port, Mario World port on the Mega Drive. It's just a, sta a straight playthrough. Uh, but yeah, um, I was having some real problems figuring out what I was going to play after talking about this uh, Mario World port because I can't very well play Mario music, or can I? Because as Twinny reminded me, Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games series exists. So we're going to lead into some music from the Mario and Sonic uh, the first one is Mario Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games and its main theme, Super Mario Brothers. So I think it's a pretty cool remix. And there's going to be another track uh, after that, so stay tuned and I will see you after the break.
the best Sega music 24-7.
we are back. And that was Dream Race from Mario and Sonic at the Olympic Games. And um, prior to that, it was main theme Super Mario Brothers, from, also from Mario and Sonic at the London 2012 Olympic Games. Uh, there was a bit of a fight on Discord chat about uh, what, what uh, remix I should have picked for that slot, but never mind. Uh, there's also a fight going on on the Discord chat when I mentioned that the last um, Mario game I played, the most recent Mario game I played, was Super Mario Sunshine, and I didn't particularly enjoy it. Uh, I appear to have offended some people. As it should specify, that's the, the last mainline Mario game I've played. I've played some of the Mario Kart games and uh, Mario and Sonic at the Olympics games. But yeah, I haven't played a mainline Mario game since Sunshine, because I didn't really enjoy it. That's my opinion, you're welcome to your own. I just couldn't get on with it. Anyway. While most bootleg games don't really get worse than just being half-assed ports, uh, some unlicensed games take a sharp left turn into the really, truly messed up. Like a game developed for the Mega Drive in 2003. Yeah, games are still being developed for the Mega Drive, I know, right? It was by a company called Tomsoft in this particular case which was based on, and I can't believe I'm saying this, and I'm really not kidding, the Iraq War. It's basically a light gun game, if it actually had a light gun. I don't even think it's actually light gun compatible. Now the player is fixed in one point while enemies pop up to be shot. Uh, it only takes one bullet to actually take enemies out, but the game is plagued with really terrible hit detection, so even that can be a bit of a chore. Though, if you do manage to finish a level, you get a mangled English message saying, Mission Successed. Yes, you heard me correctly. Mission Successed. Oy. The backgrounds are poorly digitised photos, and the game also features guest appearances from photos of George Bush, Tony Blair, and Saddam Hussein. Oh, and one of the sound effects is ripped off from Microsoft PowerPoint, of all things. Now, I should mention here that I had a cousin who served in the Iraq War. You will note I said, had. So with that in mind, I would like to invite Tomsoft to go and take a very long walk off a very short pier. I'm fine. Everything is absolutely great. Uh, yeah, um... I'm gonna play some Streets of Rage music now, while I calm down. Because obviously I'm not gonna play any, play anything from that music, and I feel rage is appropriate right now. So here we are by Will Rock, Axel, Streets of Rage, Bare Knuckle Blitz. Oh, <laughs> 
And we are back. And that was uh, Axel Streets of Rage Bare Knuckle Blitz by Will Rock from our friends over at OC Remix. So, yeah. Uh, now that I've calmed down a bit, let's move on to something much sillier. Now, I'm sure most of you will have heard of Action 52. No doubt due to the efforts of a certain angry video game nerd, or various other reviewers, or TV tropes. Uh, it's an infamous uh, NES multi-cart containing 52 mostly really terrible and unplayable games. But did you know that there was also a Mega Drive slash Genesis version of Action 52? It still contains 52 games, uh, most of them are still not that great, but it is generally considered to be miles above the NES version in terms of quality. Mostly due to Active Enterprises only being the publisher and not the developer. Their developer was actually Farsight Technologies, who it seems were much more competent when it comes to game development. It still contains quite a few glitches and problems, and it does try and claim that Pong was the first video game, although that's not a mistake only made by them. Technically it was Tennis for Two, which made an oscilloscope. You know what, I'm going to cut myself off here before I, before I descend into terminal nerddom and never recover. <laughs> Anyway, anyway, his problems are still a lot more forgivable than the astonishing train wreck that is the NES version. Uh, Mr. Wonderman's put up a bit of uh, Cheetah Men. Yeah, that was still on there. Uh, so is a, a boss rush type game, which is a whole bunch of levels from the various different games, which is called Challenge, I think, which is the last, the, the number 52 game on that particular, on the uh, Mega Drive Genesis cartridge. Uh, which is an interesting concept. So it's not all, still not all that great, but it at least functions for the most part, unlike the vast majority of the NES version. On that note, it gives me a great excuse to actually play some of the Cheetah Men music, because believe it or not, despite the game being terrible, some of the music was actually pretty awesome. So here's one of the tracks from, uh, it's actually a remix from OC Remix, this is Cheetah Men 2, uh, by, I think it's by Prototype Raptor, yep, by Prototype Raptor, this is C-H-E-E-T-A-H. -E -E I hope you enjoy it, and I'll see you after the break.
That was uh, from Cheetah Men 2, C-H-E-E-T-A-H, by Prototype Raptor. Again, from our friends at OC Remix. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that. A lot of people in the chat seem to, so... Yeah. Um, I'm so, I was saying that one of these days I really need to do uh, an episode on um, awful games for Sega Console. Because I think that would, uh, that would work quite well as an episode. Although finding the music to actually play alongside it might be tricky. Because I don't really want to play music from terrible games. Unless they're terrible games with awesome music, like Cheaterman. Anyway. Uh, before the show, Mr. Wonderman requested that I talk for a bit about a company called Tension. 
uh, who were a subsidiary of Atari that mostly concentrated on porting Japanese games over to the US for Japanese companies that didn't at that point in time have an American branch like such as Namco. It gained infamy later as one of the first companies to successfully bypass the NES lockout chip using extremely sneaky and shady means, uh, lying to the copyright office to get hold of a copy of the uh, tech specs being part of the sneakiness that they employed. Um, it released games such as Fantasy Zone, Afterburner and Alien Syndrome for the uh, NES. And this is not to be confused with the Sunsoft Famicom versions, since those versions, as far as I am aware, were actually officially licensed, these ones are not. Curiously, their unlicensed NES carts are black with rounded edges, instead of the sharp edged grey, sort of rectangular NES carts that most of us are familiar with. A lot of people compared them to old Atari cartridges which I guess is pretty appropriate for an Atari subsidiary. It's also worth noting that Tengen were responsible for the awful Sonic ripoff of Awesome Possum Kicks Dr. Machino's Butt. So that's, that's a fair indication of the type of quality that we're talking about there. Uh, but yeah, they, they did manage to port some Sega games, Fantasy Zone, Afterburner and Alien Syndrome to the NES. So they didn't do that many bootlegs, but they did do quite a few. Uh, later on when Atari got bought out by Time Warner, they got absorbed into them and discontinued. I can't bring myself to be terribly sad about this, I'm afraid. I think I'm going to have another OC Remix. Uh, I think it's required. I think I'm gonna have Afterburner, uh, what is Sixto Sounds mix, and I can't remember what it's called. Where is it? There it is. Uh, On Wings of Steel, I think it's called, uh, by Sixto Sounds, because it's not doing the pop up. On Wings of Steel, yeah. Uh, Afterburner, On Wings of Steel by Sixto Sounds, because there was an, af uh, an Afterburner port mentioned there. So it's a good excuse. Uh, after that there will be some music from Fantasy Zone, so I hope you enjoy that as well, and I will see you after.
listening to Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Sega! from Fantasy Zone Neo Classic and before that it was Afterburner on Wings of Steel by Sixto Sounds again from our friends OC Remix uh, Mr. Wonderman was saying that I probably should have played the NES version of um, Afterburner because we do have it on, on the Radio Sega playlist but I really like that uh, OC Remix and I don't have much opportunity to, to play it so I thought I'd play that one um, also, next time I need to use some Fantasy Zone re- music, someone please remind me to use uh, Rexy's remix of it, because it is really good and uh, more people should hear it. Anyway, I know you've all been waiting for it, so go on then, I will talk about Samari. Now for those who haven't come across this, Samari is a fairly well-known pirate Famicom port of Sonic 1, featuring Mario instead of Sonic. Although Mario was wearing shoes resembling Sonic's trademark red running shoes instead of his usual kind of footwear. It was made by a group known as Hummer Team, although at the time they were known as Samari Team and have gone by quite a few different names over time. 
The game included the spin dash, which, as most of you will be aware, in the main, well, mainline games was introduced in Sonic 2. Now, likely due to hardware limitations, it uses the Master System versions of the Special Stage and the Green Hill Zone backdrop. It does have all of the Mega Drive Sonic stages, except for, strangely, the Scrap Brain Zone. There are no checkpoints or continues, and the game has pretty poor physics, which results in glitches that were not present in the original game, like problems uh, running through the loops and so on, making it considerably harder than the actual Sonic 1. Now there are many, many, many versions of this hack floating around, some of which have been programmed into cartridges for various systems and appear under various titles. Some with sprites hacks to use a different protagonist. Examples of this include Sonic 3D Blast 5, Sonic & Knuckles 5, Sonic 3D Blast 6, Family Kid and The Hummer. They're all pretty awful, so I'd recommend avoiding them unless you happen to be a fan of really terrible games, as I know some people are. That's your thing. Feel free. It's not mine. Uh, I'm going to talk about a marginally, marginally related thing. Uh, after the break, and I think we'll play... Since uh, the Scrap Brain Zone was removed from Samari, we'll play something from Scrap Brain Zone, I think. Uh, I'm going to play another another remix. Uh, this one is uh, it's actually from one of the Sonic Stadium remix albums. This is by Super Psy Guy, and it's called Soulless Concrete for Scrap Brain Zone. Hope you like it, and I'll see you after.
Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7. Gene Gadget Zone from Sonic 3D Blast. Uh, because if those terrible ROM hacks are going to use Sonic 3D Blast as a name, might as well play the music from it. And prior to that, it was Soulless Concrete for Scrap Brain uh, by Super Psy Guy from one of the Sonic Stadium remix albums. Now, interestingly, there's actually a completely different awful bootleg game out there which is going by the same title as one of those terrible Samari hacks users and that would be Sonic 3D Blast 5. Uh, this one is on the Game Boy and Game Boy Color and comes from notorious hack studio Makeonsoft. Now Makeonsoft have produced an awful lot of Game Boy and Game Boy Color games with assorted titles uh, mostly using the same glitchy engine. 
The company is also known as Yong Yong, uh, a name which appears at the end of Sonic 3D Blast 5, um, perhaps in an effort to disguise Maconsoft's involvement and make you think it's a different studio that's produced it. I don't know. Could be. Uh, Sonic 3D Blast 5 itself uh, includes a random grab bag of various Sonic levels. Uh, levels loosely based on Green Hill, Flying Battery, Spring Yard, Carnival Night, Sandopolis and Marble Garden all appear. Although none of them actually use the correct music. Uh, things like the Special Zone um, bumper uh, music from uh, Sonic 3 make appearances as level music. It's really bizarre. There are no bosses, and the invincibility power-up doesn't actually change the music. Nor does it actually kill enemies you run through, it just protects you from damage for a short time. And you can't tell when it wears off because there isn't a music cue, and there's no visual indication. Great job, guys. Basically, it boils down to being, just like most other Make-On-Soft games, an awful, awful game that is best avoided by anyone with a lick of sense. Uh, I'm going to be terrible and play another OC Remix track. Uh, since I mentioned Flying Battery earlier, because that was one of the tracks that... Uh, one of the levels that was used in the game. I'm going to play Snappleman's Dead Batteries, which I think is from Project Chaos, I believe, uh, from OC Remix. Uh, I really like this track, I think it's great, so I hope you enjoy it as well, and I will see you after break. What are you doing, Timmy Machine? Right, there we go.
Sega playing the best Sega music 24-7 and we are back and that was uh, Dead Batteries by Snappleman from Project Chaos again another OC remix yes I am playing a lot of OC remixes this week I rarely have the opportunity to do so so I'm taking every chance that I can um, I've talked a lot this evening about uh, terrible uh, hacks and uh, bootlegs, but it's not all bad. Now thanks to the ridiculous ease of using Burn Disc on the Dreamcast, there are loads of unlicensed homebrew Dreamcast games that are available for you to download, burn to CD and play. Now quite a lot of them were released long after Sega had declared the system officially dead. So the Dreamcast is dead, long live the Dreamcast. So there are quite a lot of side-scrolling shooters in the vein of Turrican available, such as Sermwind and Gunlord. Gunlord incidentally also got a Neo Geo version that was quite limited in production and therefore notoriously hard to find, and like a lot of Neo Geo games, really expensive if you can find it. There are also things like puzzle RPGs, such as Wind and Water Puzzle Battles, and even driving games, which is a uh, Rush Rush Rally Racing, which is a top-down driving game similar to things like Micro Machines. It looks pretty cool and fun, actually. I might have to get hold of a copy of it myself. And then there's the Bleemcast, which is an independent emulator that allows you to play PlayStation games in your Dreamcast and take advantage of its better processing power to produce better graphics. There are boot discs available for Gran Turismo 2, Tekken 3 and Metal Gear Solid. Now I think I've briefly mentioned Bleem before and as I've previously mentioned Sony were not best pleased by this antics and sued them. Although Sony didn't actually win any of those lawsuits the court costs were enough to drive Bleem out of business. Which is a bit of a shame because apparently the games that were produced for the boot, boot discs that were produced for the Dreamcast for the three games that I just mentioned meant that you got much higher resolution and it played a lot better and a lot smoother, which is pretty cool. Now, um, I managed to find the soundtrack for Gunlord. Uh, it is probably the Neo Geo version, it wasn't labelled as such, but I, so I can't be sure, but I think it was. And so I'm going to play a track from Gunlord. And since I mentioned there being shooters in the vein of Turrican, I'm going to play a track from Mega Turrican on the Mega Drive. So it's just, it is it was released on the Sega on the Sega console. It counts. Note me using another loophole. So I'm going to play the main title theme from Gunlord, and after that I am going to play uh, Stage Three One Air Ride from Turrican Mega Turrican. And then I will see you after the break for my for my sign off. Enjoy.
and we are back and that was stage 3-1 air ride by Chris Trulsbeck from Megaturrican and prior to that it was the main title theme from Gunlord by Raphael Dill uh, he's a great composer by the way if you've not listened to any of his stuff the Gunlord soundtrack is actually well worth picking up if you can find a copy because it's amazing Right, a bit of admin before I sign off for the night. There won't be a show next week because I am going to the cinema in the evening and I might not be back in time to write up my notes and get everything set up and do my show. I'm very sorry, but I will be back the week after for another Hidden Palace. Um, so I hope that's okay. Uh, and you won't miss me too badly. Oh, Green Viper is sad in the Discord chat. I've made him sad. Uh, Rex is saying that she hopes I have fun. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, if I've got time to do a pre-recorded show, uh, Mr. Wonderman, I will. I'm not sure I will because I've uh, in the next couple of days I've got a meeting to do uh, a convention that I'm helping to run. And I've got gigs this weekend, so I'm not sure if I'm going to have time. Um, I will try, but I'm not sure I'm going to have time. Uh, Green Viper saying that he helps make that I help make his shitty week Wednesdays better. Oh, that's very nice. Thank you very much. Uh, I do try. As I said, I'll try and do a pre-recorded show. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to because I'm not sure I'm going to have time. Uh, I will try. Uh, but yeah, I, I am being a colossal and terrible nerd. I am going to go and see uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! The Dark Side of Dimensions at the cinema with my husband. Yeah, I know, I'm sorry. It's terrible. But thank you so much to everyone who's been listening tonight. Um, thank you for putting up with me playing loads and loads of uh, Sonic OC remixes and other OC remixes. And I will see you the weekend after next, which I think is the... where are we? So next Wednesday would be the 1st, it would be the 8th, so I will see you again on the 8th of February. And I hope you have a nice rest of your evening or day or whatever it is. And I will see you soon. So this is Skyblaze from the Hidden Palace, signing out. With one last track, this is B-Boys and B-Girls, Grab Your green Dreamcast Controllers. This is from one of the Sonic Stadium remix albums. This is by Describe. And it's Four Speed Highway. Good night, everyone. Take care.
enjoyed the show? Check out the full Radio Sega live schedule at radiose.ga forward slash shows. Radio Sega, playing the best Sega music 24-7.